Come on, man. And with the local DBC news, Evan Kujay with a triumphant comeback. But tonight, don't call it a comeback. Willkommen, lads and lasses, or should I say, willkommen zurück to the Soccer Talk Lads, or STL podcast. We've been away for a while, as has the entire soccer world, sheltering in place like responsible global citizens. But much like the Bundesliga came roaring back this weekend, here we are, ready to discuss every game in the future of world soccer in 2020. It's a lot of ground to cover and a lot of names to mispronounce, so let's kick off. And we're back. Like, there wasn't even a break at all. Like, we've been here the whole time. Because there were no interruptions in the sports world, as I understand it. Uh, this is the... You live in Belarus. <laughs> That's right. Just live live the dream in Belarus. They're going to have a whole travel campaign and everything. This is the Soccer Talk Wads STL podcast. Uh, my name is Steven Ground. I've been taking and failing Sporkle quizzes to fast the time. I'm joined by Justin Horniker, who has been running maps of word jumbles. Is that correct, Justin? Sure, why not? <laughs> Thanks for playing along. And Ian, who has built an Animal Crossing kingdom so big you can see it from outer space. My island may be small, but you have to respect it. That's right. Or he will take you down with that totalitarian tactics, which is That's fun the to raccoon. say. That's not me. That's the raccoon. Uh, <laughs> That's, that's, uh, you know, the raccoon people, they are vicious, you know? <laughs> Speaking of, of raccoon and other vermin, I almost ran over an armadillo on 141 yesterday. Not even kidding. That's a real Nature's thing. taking over. Yep. They, they have returned from the wild now that we have gone off the streets. It was, uh... It's funny because I see them, for some reason I see them dead along 141 a fair amount. And I will always tell, like, my mom or somebody, like, oh, man, I saw another one. And they're like, there's no way there are armadillos out here. And I'm like, no, I swear. So this time I was on the phone with her. And I was like, oh, my God. But she's still there. Armadillos north of St. Louis. Yeah, well, we're south. They're migrating. (laughs) That's right. They're coming down. Uh, Yeah, so uh, it's it's been a while. Lads, boys, whatever, whatever the vernacular is been a minute uh i don't know that we really planned to be gone as long as we were but you know pandemics happened and such is life i guess soccer stopped for two months and now it's back how do you feel about that how's your pandemic lives it's one of those things like not only was soccer gone but there's like zero meaningful updates happening for Mm -hmm. basically yeah i mean we would have just come in here and talked about you know the weather or the pandemic so kind of understandable uh you know but we've done our best to live life one of us moved we won't say who it is Ian, but you know they moved. <laughs> it could be anyone it could be anyone uh who knows? and uh you know i've taken care of my cat and pretty much you know kept her alive that's been my big contribution to society and uh you know justin you sent out save the dates so you know everybody's winning and not save the dates. I've been learning how to bake. Ooh. So I'm really just hanging in there. Any like uh, signature go-to recipes yet? No, I made a sourdough starter. Ooh. Calling it Danny DeVito. 
<laughs> I really Jordan like that. Squat. <laughs> oh, I like that a lot. Have you seen the uh, Brick One Nine Nine about the sourdough starter? Because that's a big no, deal on there. I'm not. I like Brick One Brick One Nine Nine. Brick One Nine. <laughs> I can't talk. <laughs> I was unaware this show was so difficult to pronounce, but you know, it's a good I'm one. I'm a big fan of the Andy Sandberg vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> That is what it's labeled on NBC. Yeah, that's true. On Hulu, it's just just look up Andy Samberg vehicle and and it's fine. (laughs) You'll find it. Uh, You want to talk some soccer today? You want to get back? Sports are back. The Bundesliga is back. The Germans, as they have done throughout history, the Germans have rescued the rest of the world. Uh, you know, they've, they've really played the heroes and they've been noble and brave, uh, you know, and, uh, every time they've come back, they've returned the Bundesliga returned over the weekend with, uh, the, uh, you know, empty stadiums and, and, uh, socially distanced celebrations and a lot of lopsided victories, but it's back. It's a sport and it's back. Uh, I was reading the other day that the one NASCAR event they've held was like, the biggest televised race that wasn't Daytona in like a decade. <laughs> so, um, you know, good start for any sort of sports content. Yeah. I mean, I, I would bet fo- I'm, I'm not even kidding. I assume Fox sports, uh, one's ratings are just going to be off the roof or through the roof for. It's so weird. Like they're in. So I would have wished that they put like more effort into it, but they're mm-hmm. in this weird position where like, Bundesliga is coming back. It's the only sports on, but they have lost the contract. So like they only have Bundesliga for another month. So they have like done oh, really? absolutely bare minimum. <laughs> That's hilarious. I didn't even know that. So who's it migrating to? Uh, ESPN. Oh, nice. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's what you've arguably the probably third highest quality league in the world, second or third behind yeah. premier league and possibly La Liga. So it's uh certainly you know it's it's a it's a big thing it's not like the belarusian league that just never stopped as we already alluded to keep but, it rolling guys uh you know i think it's i think it's important since this is all we have right now that uh we discuss who our teams uh ought to be who the official stl podcast team should be justin you have some candidates for us would you like to uh describe them for us or would you like me to read the Germans so that you don't have to I almost like the Bundesliga more than I need the Premier League just because I feel like the game environments are like more rough like rowdy Mm -hmm. than Premier League sometimes and it's like really fun to watch when there are fans there um my team I'm an FC St. Pauli fan because they're from Hamburg which is where my great 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 grandparents are from hey Uh, but they are firmly a second division team so leads to the question which team shall we support? And there are a couple outliers here. Obviously, not Bayern Munich because they are the uh, Death Star of yeah. I mean that, that would be that would be like somebody <laughs> supporting Manchester United or something. You know? Yeah, yeah, that would be. You wouldn't want to do that, <laughs> especially so. when they're good. Which is when I started yeah. supporting. Them. You wouldn't want to support the team that was the best team with the most money. That would be terrible. <laughs> terrible. Um, I'm going to disqualify Red Bull Leipzig RBL um, because of Brandon Leipzig's misguided deeds yes. this past week. <laughs> and also because Ian would never know what team we were rooting for. So. I get four teams if I root for the Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Good work. Ian, I'm very proud of you. So looking at the top four, looking at exciting teams that we might want to support that we can talk about, um, I signal out the teams from 
I guess is Borussia a region in Germany? I don't know. Borussia is a region, yes. Okay, yeah. so it's Borussia, Borussia Dortmund, Borussia Mönchengladbach. Uh, those are the two teams I would like to describe for you here today. Those are our two option boy options. Obviously, you can go off script if you'd like, but this is what I am here to present. Uh, Dortmund is the black and yellow. Uh, from North Rhine, Westphalian Giants have the highest average attendance of any football club worldwide. 81,000-seat stadium, the Signal Uduna Park, famous for their South Stand, more com commonly known as Geldwand, or Yellow Wall. <laughs> also happens to be the world's largest terrace with a capacity of nearly 25,000. That's the stand where everyone's standing. The largest, the largest terrace in the world. In the world. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I like that. Dortmund's rivalry with Ruhr district neighbors FC Schalke, which was the Riviera Derby that happened this week, is one of the most passionate and hard fought in the world of football. They are the five-time Bundesliga champs, most recently in 2011-2012, where they were headed by Steven's favorite coach, Jurgen Klopp. They won the Champions League in 97. They were runners-up in 2013. And they have some of the coolest jerseys in all of world football. Yeah, I would say almost maybe all of sports. You know? They have a nice flag, too. So this is the city of Dortmund flag. Um, that I pasted right here. Oh. We are flag aficionados on this podcast. That is true. We might have to discuss some later to fill time. You know, that really would have been all the podcasts between uh, pandemic episodes is just us talking about flags. So. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't want to listen to that? I would have been thrilled to record it, but you know. So now that we have Dortmund firmly in grasp, let's look at Mitch and Gladback, which is the more relatively unknown from an outsider's perspective, which is Gladbach was the best team in Europe during the seventies, five time Bundesliga champs, four time European league finalists, kind of like Liverpool before Liverpool was cool. Uh, before the Brandon Rogers era. Yeah. But they, to be fair, they're also kind of like Liverpool when they suck you know, <laughs> after that too. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> really works. Uh, it works all the way. Interesting on the Boris Michigan Gladbach page. They have a friendship with Liverpool FC. Um, it says a long friendship with Liverpool, which comes from both the time both teams regularly met in international games. Fans of Borussia travel to Liverpool at regular intervals to watch local red games. Conversely, followers from Liverpool still use a visit to Mutual Gladback to symbolize the mutual fan friendship of both clubs. Fans of Mutual Gladback collected 21,000 Deutschmarks for families of the 96 Dead Stadium disaster in Sheffield and presented to Liverpool FC in 1991 in Mutual Gladback for the 110th anniversary of the clubs. Uh, Liverpool FC were the opponents. Oh, for the 110th anniversary, Liverpool FC were their friendly match combatants. Uh, yep. So there's a strong friendship with Liverpool that tugs at your heartstrings, Stephen. They also have this strange horse mascot that I want to point you guys to underneath that. And then their flag is not as cool as uh, Dortmund's. Mm. I'm I'm down with the weird horse. Uh, weirdly, <laughs> I gotta say, I'm it's a nightmare creature, but I'm kind of down with it. <laughs> Yes, do I, other, I do kind of appreciate it. Do other soccer teams have mascots? Not really. Some. <laughs> we haven't there's even touched like on the MLS horse, mascot. There's Gunnersaurus. Uh, those are the two I know. You got uh, Philly's weird snake thing. Those are my three soccer <laughs> mascots. What about, <laughs> did you mention... The mascot you can describe is a weird snake thing. I'm all about it. Did you mention the, uh, the, the cool guy from the Rapids? I did not. Uh, rapid man. Yeah. <laughs> rapid we had discussed man. on this podcast previously. I'm a rapid man. You know the song. It's an old song. So 
Um, <laughs> you know, I'm looking at uh, Gladbacks. I'm just going to shorten it. I'm looking at their uh, kits, and they're pretty sweet. I, the, I haven't seen these in a while. I don't think I've seen them even really since they've incorporated green as much. Uh, but uh, they look pretty great. So uh, that's not a that's not a big demerit like I expected it to be in comparing the two. I gotta say it feels like uh, Dortmund is you know kind of the front runner team here. That's my concern. Um, I don't know how you guys feel. I also you know Marco Royce seems a little on the a little high on the potential douchebag spectrum. Uh, but you know uh, I could go either way. What do you guys think? I don't want to steer well, the, the purpose discussion. of learning more about uh, Bundesliga. I think. Munch and Gladbach will serve that purpose a little bit better. Um, I do kind of have a soft spot for Dortmund, but that does not need to. No, you know, if, my decision. If they it, stole Erling Holland from my Manchester United, which uh, makes me a little bit angry every time I see it. So, if if <laughs> Dortmund feels right to you guys, I'll follow your lead. I'm just I'm I'm here, you know, steering ships and all that. I don't know what yeah, that means. What are you but... thinking? You know, Dortmund is the one of these two teams that before we talked about them, I knew. Um, <laughs> that's the qualifying factor. <laughs> and, and that's qualifying. I like, I, I mean, the thing is, Justin, you're nailing all the different things for me. There's a flag that's interesting. Yes. I like these jerseys. Ticking all the boxes for you. I've yeah. heard of the team. Yeah, that does I seem... I like they have a giant terrace that, appeal, that appeals to my Midwestern sensibilities of having one of the largest things ever to set you apart from someplace. Yeah, place. largest outdoor terrace. <laughs> largest <laughs> catenary curve, largest outdoor car- terrace, largest ball of twine, you know, whatever. Yeah. Minnesota United has the largest beer tap in their stadium. Ian... <laughs> Man, see, I don't, that doesn't call me. I don't like that. Ian, you're making compelling arguments. I think we've got a decision here. And I've got to yeah. say, for me personally, I've already got my hopelessly bad team in Eintracht Frankfurt. So really, <laughs> we're doing over overall really well. So I think it's Dortmund. I don't know. The flag really does it for me. That, that's a sexy looking flag. And I think that's, that's a that solid might, flag. That's <laughs> it's one of the few flags I've ever seen that incorporates a crest and it still looks good. Yeah. Like a real All right. crap. I'm glad we made that decision. Yeah, I agree. Uh, before we move on, though, I think it's very important that we, you know, bring back old tradition and hit Ian with an impromptu quiz that he was not prepared for at all that even justin didn't know was because i dreamed it up on the spot and this quiz is a very simple up or down quiz called is this a german city i'm going to say the name of the city you are going to tell me if it is a real city in germany or if i dreamed it up from my uh rudimentary knowledge of the german language one thing i love about germans is that they are known for their efficiency yet they seem to put a bunch of words together to make a single word which i frankly love from their language yeah oh no literally all their compound words are just two words if they have one word you know it's two words like a pedestrian zone is a fußgänger zone and it's one word because why would you put a space in there you it's all the same thought you don't have to have it that's right so, Ian, are you prepared? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is 10 cities. How many do you think you're going to get? Um, 
only a four. I'm feeling a strong four. Oh my god. So much self confidence. You're overwhelming me. Some of these are well known cities. We're gonna start over under six. We're gonna start by who? German people, probably, but not all of them, (laughs) obviously. Unless they are all German cities. We're gonna start with a really easy one, Dortmund. Is Dortmund a real city? Yeah, you're correct. You're great. Oh, I don't like that. Well, I, I thought about pivoting at the last second to Borussia, just to just to test you. But which, by the way, is the Latin word for Prussia? So ah, there we go. That when you, explains. When that. you think about the Prussians helping us out in World War in World War Two. <laughs> Oh in the Revolutionary War. Oh boy, that took a dark turn. <laughs> then, um, you know, changing history. think of <laughs> All right, Ian, real quick, number two, pivot, stick and move. The number two city is Helmberg, a real city in Germany. Helmberg. Hmm. I've heard of Hamburg, but they are, they do like birds, though. Got a lot of birds. I'm, not, I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say yes. That is incorrect. I fucking hell. There is a Heimberg and a Hamburg, but no Helmberg. <laughs> so you know. You're so German. You're so sneaky. I'm, I'm very bad. I am. I'm... No one about Hamburg. Hamburg is where my family uh, migrated their way to St. Louis from. So it's a That's big awesome. And also where uh, hamburgers are named after, but not invented or really have anything to do with the city, I don't think. <laughs> but, you know, uh, they're named after him, so hey. Uh, in uh, question number three is Chemnitz. Is Chemnitz a German city? Huh. You just put a bunch of letters together. <laughs> That's German, man. I don't know. It's a, it is a German city. That's correct. It really is. It actually Ooh, is. It really, it really is. I it only, really is. I only chose cities from like the top twenty or thirty in population too. So I'm not even trying to do you dirty. Number four oh. is is Erfurt a German city? Yes. That is correct. You're killing it. You're doing so well. I'm so proud of you. Uh, number five is Blautelberg, a German city. I mean, it better not be. I mean, Blau is the German word for blue, so makes sense. It's not. A, it's not a German. It city. is not a German city. <laughs> All right, you're you're killing it. You've already hit your goal. You're halfway there. Uh, number six is Bremen, a German city. Yes. That's correct. You're doing so good. Man. Currently where Josh Sargent lives. Justin, do you think he's just been studying every <laughs> quiz topic? Maybe he's been taking Sporkle quizzes. <laughs> <laughs> non-stop. Uh, is Lubeck... He has a weird interest in pre-World War II Germany. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm trying to be the Adam Wilde of this podcast. Okay? That's right. Trying to bring it back to the golden era. What? Um, so is Lübeck a German city? Lübeck. Yes. That's correct. I you cracked my code. You're just you're bringing you're tearing through everything. Ian is Ingolstadt a German city? Ooh. Now you got me. You've heard of Inglewood, California. That's a real city. So yeah, I wouldn't have even been able to tell you that was true. <laughs> well, you know. 
a good thing we're not cussing me on that. There's an Innsbruck in Missouri that has nothing to do with this, but, you know, and it's also named after a what? A Swiss city? Austrian? But uh, pretty much the same thing. No. <laughs> so you tell me, is Ingolstadt a real city? Stadt is the German word for city, Ian. So you never know. You never know. Um, I enjoy how they use the word city in their city. Yeah. <laughs> or do they? Maybe they don't. It's for Ian to decide. St. Louis City County. Um, <laughs> it's not a city. Oh, you're so wrong. It obviously is a city. I put pressure on you to get you to guess wrong, and you did like an idiot. Uh, <laughs> number nine is Zweifert, a German city. Zweifert. Yes. That is incorrect. It is very ah. fictitious. But if <laughs> it were real, fictitious. it would mean two fort or second fort so you know i made it up uh and finally number 10 is mines a german city mines or mines i'm gonna go with yes Stephen. you're correct it's beautiful several of those uh of the real cities are uh, probably cities we're about to talk about in the game recap so oh my god just read ahead a little bit and you would have known. yeah i'm glad <laughs> well, that's why i, I had to stop i can't read <laughs> way to point no, that out again way to point that out. well steven you won't teach me that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that, is that is yeah you're right i'm sorry guys i'll get it done i'll get it done you now that we can reunite should see the english work he gives me <laughs> now that we can reunite in person i will teach you how to read and it will be beautiful we will sing songs well that's another lesson <laughs> <laughs> all right well Ian, you've been tortured sufficiently uh now let's talk about some of these games which were in and of themselves Somewhat torturous. Uh, <laughs> Dortmund versus Schalke was not close. Uh, Justin, why don't you talk about it? Yeah. So I will point out first that it was like extremely kind of an eerie presentation where it, like the whole stadium sounded like cavernous, like everything was echoing. You could hear the players and the coaches yelling. It was kind of cool in, in like one way, but also they're speaking German. So like you just can't understand them. Um, Get into the game. Giorena got his first start. The 17-year-old American. He also was hurt immediately in the warm-ups. Replaced by Thurgan Hazard. Uh, one of the things I wanted the to touch on. The lesser of the like, Hazard brothers by a good uh, distance. The only relevant Hazard right now. Oh, that's true. Good point. <laughs> that's he's finally got his one up. <laughs> um, I wanted to geek out about match fitness a little bit if you guys would would have me. I'd love to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> One of the things I think we're going to see a lot of are these like little tweaks and tears here and there, especially like the Premier League is looking at rushing things back because you're looking at taking two months off of like probably I'm sure these world-class athletes are doing something to stay fit, but like you can't replicate match fitness and sharpness, especially for like young players where like inexperienced, the Gio Reyna is making his first start and just there's going to be like a lot of those. That's a fun way to debut yeah a good news is that he was back in practice today so apparently it's just a precautionary thing um and he's only 17 so we'll get more of those so the game starts uh Dortmund definitely dominated Schalke did not look sharp at all um Erling Allen finishes he had like one really close try at the side net 
and then like the next time down he just like blasted it in like puts them up one nothing for Dortmund totally not worth the money though I'm happy that Edward, Woodward did not go through with that um, also how do you I don't know re- if you've heard he's faster than Usain Bolt so <laughs> I know that's something um, that you very much agree with during the broadcast they mentioned that he covered 100 meters in 11 seconds so keep that in mind that's part of the drinking game um, how did you guys feel about the first socially distant celebration in Buddhist against? I expected more. I'll say that. I expected more. <laughs> yeah, I was a little disappointed that little it wasn't, you know, more of an intricate, you know, sort of a, maybe a Hadouken and everyone falls down sort of thing or, you know, something. There's really a lot of options you can do without touching people. But, um, yeah, you know, it was, it was exciting because it was a soccer celebration. So it was still a win. Yeah, it looked like he wasn't quite sure what to do with his hands the whole time. <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. Um, the piped-in crowd celebration, I thought, was a little bit of an odd choice as well. So after Dortmund scored, they played, like, the song that the crowd usually sings behind them. And it just, it was a weird juxtaposition from, like, player noises and quietness to, like, this piped-in crowd noise. Um, How did that sound? Was it piped in like in the stadium or was yeah. it like piped in through? Okay. So it wasn't like through the broadcast or something. Yeah. So yeah. And it was like echoing a bit. So it, was, it like sounded like the crowd was there, which is cool, I guess. But I don't know. It was a weird, it like really snapped me out of like, oh, this is a strange occurrence. Yeah. From there, Rafael Guerrero scored his sixth of the year, uh, played on by Brunt. And we just tapped it in, put him up to nothing. Not a good game from the Schalke keeper. Uh, next on down, Hazard scored off an assist from Bronze. Erling Holland did a really cool play because they came on the counterattack and he kind of sat back and let everyone come to him and then put it forward to Bronze and then was like tackled really harshly. Stood in, made the play. Damn you, Ed Woodward. Uh, and then to cap it off, an amazing goal from Guerrero where he's, like, falling down and was able to put the outside of his foot and just, like, blast it into the corner uh, to make it 4 nothing. And that is how the game ended. I believe I what saw... What are your guys' impressions? I believe I saw a tweet from uh, the um, Men and Blazers account that called the Schalke keeper a German Jordan Pickford, which is about as... <laughs> Under uh, about as demeaning a comment as they're capable of making, sincerely. So that's not a good sign. I mean, I think, I think it's, I think you got to expect for a while here, as you talked about match fitness, uh, that teams that have top talent are just going to win because they don't need as much, you know, fine tuning. Not that they don't need match fitness, but just that they can do more impressive things from neutral basically you know so um i think you're gonna see a lot of kind of sloppy lopsided games if the teams aren't equally good or equally bad you know i mean which is yeah. always a risk in in football or soccer but as i just feel like it's going to be especially noticeable for the next you know month or so at least until these teams have some sort of traction and even so there's not that much of the season left for them to pull off so you know yeah, I think like attacking talent is going to be so important because good attackers like that just have that like instinct almost to put the ball in the back of the net, especially when like the defense in the midfield is not as fit as they should be, uh, is going to make a big difference, which we saw like here in all these games. And then like if you compare to Leipzig struggles because they're more of like a systematic team, um, 
they definitely like didn't like ready yet yeah yeah it's just it's hard to pick that up and you know it's it's hard to know who's really got their heart in it and really wants to be there to begin with so there's a lot of factors there it's tough play. yeah i mean I, I am sympathetic with you know the hardness of it but i'm very thankful that they're back uh ian do you know where rb leipzig is can you name what city they play in i hope it's leipzig you're correct it how about how about sc freiburg Schreiberg. You're correct. You got it. You, <laughs> if you, I can only pronounce the name. You did. Uh, is, is Bundesliga expecting to play like all of their games? Are they like the ones they missed or anything like that? Are they just not going to play or is they, are they going to play like a full season still? Yeah. So they're just resuming the season. From yeah. So okay. probably about what they probably would have been finishing about now. So they've got probably about two months left, right? Is yeah, that... I feel what match day this is, but yeah, there are quite a few games. Yeah, quite a few games. Enough to be worth it. Uh, RB Leipzig took on SC Freiburg, as we mentioned. Leipzig, if they won, they got to move into second place, but Freiburg go up one nothing. Uh, Alexander Schwolowo, that was fun to say. <laughs> Schwolo? How do you uh, help me out? Help me out, Justin. Is, is I guess Schwolo. <laughs> okay, good, 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 good. Uh, he made a he, he made a terrific save on Timo Werner, who will not be RB Leipzig's for much longer. Uh, but Freiburg created a corner on the other end, and Manuel Goldie scored on a shot. Was it a, not a shot? Was it a pass? Yeah, it looked very strange. It, it looked like it went where it was not supposed to go, but it made it in the back of the net. It, it took like a weird deflection off the defender and went from like one corner to the other. And uh, yeah, it's it's a goal. It's you know if it goes in the net, it's a goal. That's one of the things I like about soccer. Not a lot of, I mean, I guess <laughs> handballs and stuff. He's on a corner and he hits it with like his back heel. And he like barely gets it, and then yeah, it was it was a strange goal, but it's a goal nonetheless. That's right. And, they scored one up on Leipzig, who are the heavy favorites here. But Leipzig came out firing in the second half. Timo Werner, future uh, Liverpool uh, forward, uh, is pretty good. And Yusuf Poulsen scored a header to level it up 1-1. They continued to play desperately, desperately in need of that win for second place. Freiburg scores to make it 2-1. But our old friend, he wasn't struck down by the coronavirus. VAR is back. And it will not respect social distancing requirements. It runs right into uh, Yusuf, or not Yusuf, Paulson's face. It runs right into the Freiburg attacker's face and calls the goal back. And it ends in a 1-1 draw, which is effectively a loss for RB Leipzig. Uh, The expected goal battle was 1.92 to 3-3, which last I checked is not great. Yeah, Leipzig dominated them, but... Freiburg like held on for dear life and almost got three points out of it. I, uh, you know, they didn't quite, which is disappointing. But hey, first game back, you don't lose. That's something. Uh, you want you want to tell us about our old friends Borussia Mönchengladbach versus Eintracht Frankfurt? Yeah. Um. Again, what is a Mönchengladbach? That was the question I was asking myself. I like to time. imagine it's a kind of pastry. <laughs> And not a venereal disease, as you pointed out. That's right. So <laughs> That's right. Um, Borussia Mönchengladbach is good. They have a lot of attacking power. Um, again, they're like pretty under-talked about because there's like a five-team battle for first place right now, and they're kind of the lesser-known team out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
go from Alisana play inside the first 30 seconds to make it one nothing. And then they came like really close to scoring again 40 seconds later. Like they were just pouring it on. Um, goal from Marcus Thuram. He tipped that bad boy in off a cross from Rami Basabani uh, to make it 2 nothing. And then later in the game, there's a penalty. And Basabani scores that to make it 3 nil. Um, Frankfurt then score in the 80th minute to make it 2-1. to one. The but, classic Frankfurt sympathy goal. Yeah. Um, Frankfurt apparently coming into the break have lost seven in a row. So they are on a slide, to say the least. Uh, Munchen Gladbach dominated the XG game 2.79 to 0.9. So they just had a lot of chances and put those chances in. So they're um, clinical and they're striking. And we're the better team. That's how you win games. That's how you win the ball game. Hertha Berlin take, took on Hoffenheim, and I am very German, so I say Hertha properly. I like it. Uh, oh, Ian, man. would you like to butcher the names in this game, or shall I do it? Oh, you go for it. Okay, okay. I like it because not only are the German names hard, but they also have found a way to bring in foreign players. Oh, yeah. They've got names. lots of like <laughs> Turkish names and Serbian <laughs> names. Yeah, it's great. Uh, this was a really good game. Uh, Berlin scored first in the 58th minute. It's an own goal after Ibisevic shoots from outside the box. A deflection off Kevin Akpoguma makes it one to nothing Berlin. The second goal, one minute later, was from a gorgeous cross tapped in by Vidad Ibisevic. This game uh, was very chippy, and you can see that on the third Berlin goal where Mateus Kunha is roughed up in the corner but holds on to the ball, drives the touchline, and taps in a savable goal, three to nothing. Five cards in this game. Justin, have you ever gotten five cards in a soccer match? Me, personally, no. That would be I, theoretically impossible, I guess. Yeah, How, what if you committed a foul so severe that it was actually measured as four red cards or five yellow cards or something murder at that point that's right that's (laughs) correct yeah you probably have to tackle like one guy and then just keep tackling people uh hoffenheim were victims of both a lack of sharpness and bad goalkeeping which is a bad formula for winning soccer games which is good because they did not do that uh but they outplayed berlin in chances 2.79 to 1.55 expected goals. That's a good game. That's a lot of action by soccer expected goals, Sanders. A lot of action. Like, in the first 20 minutes, there are just, like, tackles all over the field. So there are just bodies flying everywhere. That's what, you know, if it's if it's not going to be pretty, at least make it dirty and sloppy, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's my philosophy. Tell us about uh, FC Augsburg versus VFW, VFW, VFL Wolfsburg. So there's which would a, be foul. There is a Wolfsburg, yes. I love it. That's my team now. Which would be <laughs> that would be foul FL, by the way, for you know anyone keeping track at home in the German alphabet. I know people were very upset about that. Wolfsburg is also like partially owned by BMW as well. That's true. Wolfsburg is the home of the original BMW plant. I learned, which is maybe still the biggest manufacturing plant in the entire world. So, but they're, and they're in a Volkswagen Volkswagen Arena. That's right. Saying. That's right. Well, you know, did yeah, you know that the middle of the city is there's an auto stop? The auto stop. Anyways, continue. I'm just <laughs> Give me that Wolfsburg history. Like that's the thing about like the Bundesliga. There are like people on Twitter that like enjoy pure football without the lack of corporate greed and sponsorship. But like Wolfsburg is owned by Volkswagen. Uh, Schalke is sponsored by Gazprom, which is like 
the Roman autocracy like oil company mm-hmm. that gets a ton of money. So it's like, but as it's lo- just like any other football league. Wolfsburg <laughs> is such a lovable company as long as you, or sorry, uh, Volkswagen is as long as you completely ignore their history, and then you're good. <laughs> if you don't <laughs> talk at all about how or why they were started or who started them, it's great. And Same if you, with Bayern Munich. Just don't pay any yeah. attention to any history. And if you ignore their more recent public relations disasters, oh, like poisoning man. the atmosphere, then it's great. They're a perfectly fine, lovable company. You know, they I got the little bugs. There. I own a Volkswagen car. <laughs> <laughs> Do you used to work at Volkswagen? No, I used to work at Bayer. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, oh, yeah. You're boy. in trouble. You're in trouble then. Yeah. Talk about uh, this yeah. game for us, Justin. Yeah, uh, Wolfsburg scored first off a Stefan header from deep in the box, like really deep in the box, uh, make it one nothing. Augsburg march back with a header from Tin Yevbaz. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> that name is T I N space J E D V A J. Trying my best. Yevbaz. Um, completely mishandled by the goalkeeper Castiles. Like he had it, he caught it with both hands and just like slipped on through. That is a trend. The goalkeeping was not sharp in any of these games, which I guess is to be expected after a two month break, I would think. Yeah, yeah, that's probably fair. I know how goalkeeping works. Um, Wolfsburg then pull ahead with another set piece goal from the 90 minute from Daniel Ginzek. <laughs> Make it two to one. That yep. is like, so the two trends that I would noticed, obviously be Ginshek, by the Ginshek. way. Oh my God. There wasn't, oh. a, I didn't put the accent mark. Yeah, well, so I mean, me only a fool <laughs> would interpret it himself. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was like one of the big things I noticed from the gameplay itself is they were like a ton of set piece goals. It seemed like that was something that they worked on getting mm-hmm. back to training. Um, There's a lot of bad goalkeeping. So, that was a trend throughout all these games. Yeah, uh, that's going to be, you know, another thing that's going to be expected. If you're not seeing live action, you're just not going to be as sharp. Um, Goalies are bad in hockey at the start of a regular season almost every year. So it happens. Uh, Finally, we have Union Berlin, perhaps Union Berlin. Berlin. (laughs) I was going to correct myself, you know, you just didn't give me time. Versus Bayern Munich. Going into this game, Munich were one point ahead of Dortmund, three points ahead of Borussia Mönchengladbach, and four points ahead of Red Bull Leipzig. Tomasz Müller scores first, but it's called back by VAR because we have to protect the sanctity of VAR. Uh, Muller is then fouled in the box by Corey, uh, or excuse me, he is fouled in the box, and then Corey scratched that. Robert Lewandowski scores at one to nothing. Corey Lewandowski or Lewandowski is probably still being an a hole somewhere. Uh, and Benjamin Pavard scores the second off a corner and completely disregards social distancing celebration rules. They do not deserve this two to nothing win. Everywhere, everyone is being high five. Oh my lord. Bayern winning easily as one probably would have expected. And they now have a four-point cushion at the top of the table. And we'll get more German soccer in the uh, coming weekend, which is exciting. Um, Can I tell you guys my current prevailing conspiracy theory on how the coronavirus started? Please. Okay. be weird. (laughs) (laughs) So Robert Lewandowski gets injured. Like right before the break with a stress fracture in his shin, which is going to require him about two months off. Um, Isn't it convenient 
how those two months exactly coincided with the break that the Bundesliga had, which leads me to believe that Robert Lewandowski caused the global coronavirus pandemic. Uh, let me know if you guys think that checks out. Uh, it makes perfect sense to me, honestly. I mean, I think if 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 we can't blame Rudy Gobert for personally spreading the disease to everyone right. in America, then I think uh, Robert Lewandowski is the next logical, um, you know, strike point, I guess. Yeah, and I think Bundesliga saw that, and they're like, well, this is our kind of the face of our league in a certain respect, so we need to make sure that we just don't play games without them, and, and that's how you had the break. Yeah. German diplomats working on that Chinese factor. I have no problem blaming really just about anybody but myself or Mm. anyone in America for the spread of this virus. I think it's very important that we understand that America is perfect and always has been and, uh, you know, blame other people. That's my, right. That's yeah, my I mean, we've, we've done nothing wrong. I've stayed inside my apartment this whole time, so it obviously wasn't me, which means it obviously wasn't anybody I know, which means it obviously wasn't any Americans. I haven't even looked at a window for two months. <laughs> so, you know, just saying, I take this pretty seriously. When will we see more soccer in the United States? It's a good question to ask off of that. Uh, the MOS stopped. Uh, pretty quickly when everybody else did and we don't have really any solid news uh we had one game they aren't like <laughs> yeah we have one week <laughs> you did you had one job uh they aren't likely to start before the end of june and the current plan is for them to host games all games in orlando um, that's like the prevailing thought. which would probably be an issue if nba chooses orlando as a hub city as well uh, but teams are back to training, which is important. Uh, that's exciting. I know, you know, I don't, we, we saw on Twitter, we talked in our text message chain earlier today about how the uh, MLB, or MLB, the U.S. and Canada are uh, extending border closures for a month for non-essential travel. But I would think that even, even MOS could probably get an exception for that uh, yeah. if they found a path to playing. Uh, but, you know, there are still questions. I think it'll happen. Uh, I think probably late June or, or July uh, is probably likely. How do you feel? How do you guys feel? I think so. Like, it seems like they are able to get organized a lot quicker than other leagues just because I don't think the players have as much bargaining power as, like, the NBA and the NHL Players Union have. So it seems like the league can just tell them where to go and it happens a little bit quicker. Um, I think the big holdup is like what the NBA does because like, and what the NHL does because I think you guys talked about this on the other uh, two guys, no cup, two guys, one cup podcast network podcast. Um, but the NHL is looking at Orlando and Vegas and the NBA is looking at, or no, NHL is looking at Vegas. NBA yeah, is looking at Orlando and Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. So that would probably determine what the MLS does because they, I think they, like Orlando is the only city I've heard so far. How so terrific think. a slap in the face too would it be if the NBA said, "No, we're taking Vegas. <laughs> we're we taking don't have Vegas a city and... there, but we're just <laughs> we don't have a team there, but we're just more important than you." Because I don't know, like I don't know if you could host if I mean, maybe it does make sense just to have both leagues there because um, then you can kind of control the whole like athlete situation a little bit better. Yeah, like I don't know if that possible. makes more sense. Might. I don't know. I'm sure the NHL would be glad to go on to the NBA's Thunder in any way possible. <laughs> no doubt can. about that. Uh, the per- everyone in Orlando. 
That's right. The Premier League currently plans for June 12th as a resume to a training day. Nope, just kidding. They will not allow the Bundesliga to steal their thunder. Uh, They are going to blitzkrieg those German bastards right back. It it is hilarious because last week, like when I was writing these notes Sunday night, like they were talking about uh, like maybe June 15th will be the day we start to train and everyone's talking about like how much time do we need? And then like the Bundesliga happened and everyone's talking about it. And then like, monday morning like first thing in the morning they're like nope back to training today (laughs) you know it happens raheem sterling has qualms saying you need a full four to five weeks of training especially if you're going to go back into competition when you're literally paid to win which you know you're not i mean you're paid to play uh and it's going to count for something you do need to do that preparation you can't just go straight in raheem your team's not winning the championship anyway my guy so you ain't gonna sweat it you're all right uh but no i i mean i i understand his point completely um but i think you also have to recognize that it's not an ideal circumstance for anybody um so you know i just i don't know we can complain all day about what isn't perfect or we can try to make the best of the situation we're in and i'm kind of lean that way yeah obviously the owners would want to come back sooner than later um yeah do you think oh serious question do you think stan Kroenke knows that arsenal hasn't played in two months i don't think so i think he's he's blissfully unaware he thinks that all of his teams are still competing uh finishing uh, two spots off the lead just hanging in there here's a stronger (laughs) question do you think stan Kroenke still knows he owns arsenal I think so. Okay, because um, it makes him a lot of money. Uh, that one time he went to a game and they cursed at him, I think he's probably well aware that he owns it. <laughs> <laughs> he probably does remember. Stan Kroenke will not tolerate having his reputation sullied by a bunch of, you know, drunk uh, British people. So I wonder, I didn't put this in the notes, but while we're talking about ownership, um, they are trying to veto the Saudi Arabia government's ownership of Newcastle United. And do you think that Saudi Arabia owning a team is any less egregious than any other Premier League owners that they have, especially with, like, the Guitaris? Uh No. Personally, <laughs> no, but, like, you know. Yeah, but they're from the Middle East, so boo, you know? Yeah. I mean, because, you know, I'm sure they're eager to get rid of the Emirates sponsorships, too. Right. And, like you said, the Qataris. And it's just, like, I don't know, you know? Like... If they're going to come, it's one thing if, like, the Crown Prince is trying to buy the team, you know, but, like, if they're going to come to your country and play by your rules, then I don't really care. I'm not a big, maybe I should be a more, you know, conscientious person, but I'm not super obsessed with where the money in sports comes from. Uh, But, you know, maybe that's just me being uh, uh, naive and negligent. Yeah, and, like... I don't think that, like, I think majority of the owners in the Premier League have done, have shady and questionable backgrounds. Yeah, gonna, like, Stan Kroenke's <laughs> a rotten human being. Like, and just because he's a white rotten human being shouldn't change the story, really, you know? And, like, Newcastle fans are, like, jumping for joy that they can go from Mike Ashley to, like, the Saudi Arabia government because he's such a scumbag. <laughs> yeah. And the Liverpool owners have done probably the worst thing in human history, which is own the Red Sox and make them relevant so that's pretty despicable too um so yeah i mean i don't i don't have a strong opinion on the saudis and i just think it's a lot of hypocrisy if these other owners are like nope can't have that 
Yeah, that was my big thing. Like, it's already there. You're already yeah. having dirty money in the league. So yeah, they're not going to turn down anybody else's money, I'm sure. Uh, right now, Spain and Italy are to be determined as far as resuming play. France has officially announced its league is over, which is fine. It was just going to be PSG winning it, I'm sure, anyway. PSG wins. And the, P- uh, the Belarusian League has never stopped, never stopping. They just rolled right through the pandemic and said, we don't give a shit. We're playing Keep soccer. on, keeping on. <laughs> Which, you know, that's sort of respect it. You know, why not just have no rules or safety? Uh, you know, I believe the Belarusian president is on record as saying that his uh, consumption of vodka has successfully saved out the coronavirus. So Terrific. something to think about. <laughs> I think let's move to Belarus, boys. I think that's the answer. <laughs> Ian, that's, what I, that's what I'm saying. Ian, strong thoughts on Belarus? Um, sounds like something I get at a deli. That's you true. Know. You could order it Belarus. like on a Reuben. You could add that to a Reuben. I feel yeah. like, you know, could I get some Belarus on there? They'd know exactly what you're talking about. Well, the, the good news is soccer's back. Even if it's a little strange, even if it's a little weird, we're making progress. It's good. It's exciting. Uh, do we have any progress What'd you say? Or speaking of progress or lack thereof, I know there's a global pandemic. I know there's a lot going on in the world or not going on in the world. Uh-huh. But what's the deal with the soccer team that was what's supposed to be in the city in 2020? What's the soccer team that was supposed to be? Yeah, uh, good question. Uh, we certainly <laughs> don't. We certainly don't have any news to discuss about the MOS4 STL project. I would say it was just the pandemic throwing them off if I'd felt like there was a ton of momentum before the pandemic. But there I sure wasn't. Uh, That's cool. Yeah. I mean, are they are they working on the construction? I hope. I don't know. I did see, I saw a picture of things being demolished. So I think that means that they are. Probably <laughs> good in the city of St. Yeah, that's always a great sign. No, that's a fair question, Ian. I only asked it because they were talking a lot about um, prior to all this, there like being a name announced. I think it was even within like a week or two prior to like at least when I had to start working from home in like the middle of March, where there was like, I think, excuse me, I think Justin sent us the podcast that basically had uh, someone talking about them being very close, like just weeks away from mm-hmm. getting like a name and maybe colors of some sort, you know? Yeah, I think we even talked about that uh, two episodes ago. It was like two episodes ago was, oh, this is probably going to be what we talk about next episode. And, and that was the like next episode was, oh, <laughs> suddenly there's a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's I, I really do assume they've just stopped because it's not like, the thing to talk about right now but i also as we talked about you know last time it's like we could probably use some good news and have something to discuss and mm-hmm. have a distraction and you know you could be the only you could be the biggest sports story in st louis for a week or two yeah, if you the only team. mls for stl related news i have is that uh mls announced that they are starting an academy league oh. and that MLS for SCL will have a team as well as SDLFC will have a team as well. So they'll have two St. Louis based Academy teams as part of this. Uh, oh, cool. That's cool. I like that. So Which that's I guess points to SDLFC sticking around. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's very confusing. 
<laughs> I mean, they've got their own fan base that doesn't seem all that eager to just jump ship and become MLS fans, so I guess that's good for them. If they can survive, they've got a good complex, you know? Yeah. And I don't know what the ownership situation is, but good for them. Uh, Jim Cavanaugh, I think, is owner of, like, part owner. Of oh, Bates, yeah, you're so. right. So that's not um, bad. That's a good hookup. They've got good. an awful Worldwide Technologies logo, worst I've ever seen. But other than that, I'm a big fan <laughs> of Jim Cavanaugh's. It's the worst thing I've ever looked at with my eyes. I don't know if you guys are aware of it's, that logo. It's not but, great. It's definitely um, not great. Yeah. I didn't know what it was for the longest time. It's just like, what? I've, I've, this isn't the tangent we need to go down. But what is it? Why is it a V and also a Q? And there's barely two to... I don't get it. It's, you know what? I'm just moving on. It's It's over. I'm not looking at it. It's a disaster. <laughs> Do we have anything else we need to touch on before we get out of here, gentlemen? The team with the most Belarusian Premier League championships is Bait Borisov, followed by Dynamo, Dynamo Minsk, in case Ooh. you guys are wondering. I've heard of Dynamo Minsk. <laughs> I like that. Uh, that's why I think they have a KHL team. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I was going to oh. say. Maybe I was going to say they were maybe a Champions League team, but you're right. It might be a Champions League team as well. Probably one of the teams that just get drummed in the first round every year. <laughs> it happens. Uh, so that's a, that's an episode. That's our first episode in probably about two months. Uh, sorry about the delay. There was a little uh, headline that distracted us. I don't know if you folks heard about it, but uh, we're going to probably make this a little... I don't know if little... talked about it before. It's yeah, I don't know. Under, undercovered story. But uh, hopefully we'll make this a little more frequent in the coming weeks and, uh, you know, and we'll get back at it. We've got German Game's soccer to back. Go. We have to follow our favorite Bundesliga team now. Premier League will start at some point. Yep, MLS before long. It's going to, you know, I'm excited. I am generally have a more positive outlook than I've had in months, so I think that's good. It makes it feel like things are returning back to normal, even though I know for a fact that's not true. Yeah. So, like, I don't <laughs> but it's like maybe it's getting closer to the new normal that we're going to be in for a few months or a year yeah. or two. So. I don't know. We'll take what we can get at this point, or at least that's my attitude. So, uh, you guys have anything to say, or shall we sign off? Nope, I'm done. All right, wear Just, a mask. Justin has declared he's done. Ian commands you wear a mask, and I say, you guys have your favorite team uh, oriented mask yet? Ooh, I should. I should <laughs> oh, get no, a. But I need. To. I should get a <laughs> yellow and black. Uh, you know, mask for uh, BVB. That'd be awesome. They had I'm, them on the sideline. I want one that the players were wearing. I'm doing it. Yeah, actually, actually, get a game worn one. <laughs> that would defeat the whole purpose, but it'd be great. Uh, yeah, so uh, we'll we'll come back with our game worn masks and our coronavirus next episode, and we'll talk to you all real soon. Looking forward to it. Bye.